Hey, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Women's Social Club chapters are open now in Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, D.C., Denver, Jacksonville, Florida, Memphis, Miami, New York City, Pasadena, California, Wilmington, North Carolina, with multiple chapters in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the surrounding areas. If you're in those cities, come join us at thewomensocialclub.co. And if you don't hear your location, visit our website and click start your own chapter. We'll see you soon and let's get to the show. That's something that we can all have. If you can see it in your heart, you can hold it in your hand, and you just have to be willing to take that leap of faith between the two to get to what your heart's desire is. What what does our community need with houseplants? How can I keep helping? And what fun, creative things can we do? I got I got some ideas up my sleeve once we find an eighth day of the week. So I'm a hustler, dreamers, love dealers, I'm that kind of girl. Work hard, play hard, for my own heart, might just rule the world. Welcome to the Women's Social Club, a women supporting women group where we make it easier to connect with new friends and our communities while supporting our local women-owned businesses. I'm Hannah Weisberg, founder and CEO of WSC, and today we're talking to Leslie Brown and Kaylin Leggett, the mother-daughter duo behind Haven Farm a 40-acre sanctuary just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Leslie is the daughter of Robert and Julie Logan, the owners of Logan's Garden Shop, which was founded in 1965 and has been a downtown Raleigh staple since 1991. Work and family are synonymous in a family business. It's just, the business is actually a part of the family and it's just something that's always there and always present. So you learn right away really good work ethic. You also learn how to handle relationships with people. You also learn where, sometimes you don't learn, where to put boundaries. Um, And there's just the expectation of really giving your all is there from day one when you grow up in a family business. And it just creates a sense of appreciation for things that I think only as an adult I'm coming to realize that, you know, we had to work for every single thing. Like even the kids in the family, you know, we were expected to work from, you know, six years old, just pitching in in ways that, you know, we could. And that just really helps you to appreciate things as you grow into them. Leslie never thought that she would go into the family business though. She wanted to be a social worker or teacher because of the passion to help others. But it turns out that she can do all of that as a leader and she now continues her parents' legacy at Logan's. As for Leslie's daughter, Kay, she grew up in the business as well and fell in love with plants. But she moved to New York City to pursue a dance career. While there, she picked up part-time jobs gardening and realized plants could be more than just a passion. And growing up in a family of entrepreneurs, she was well-equipped to take the next step. Watching my entire family as I've grown up with this work ethic, the most important thing that I found is that um, no matter what, the expectation was always to show up and to work as hard as you possibly can. And even when it's your best, it needs to be better, but in a great way. I think that that taught me how to show up at my best in school. It taught me how to show up at my best in my other jobs that were outside of the family. Um, And definitely, like mom said, gave me a lot of appreciation for 
the roles that I did play at other places and an appreciation for the people that I worked with. So, and continue to work with. So, And you feel that positive vibe when you're around you guys, I have to say, from day one, even from emails. I mean, I remember the first time we met and it just, it radiates. You can feel the work ethic. You can feel the pride in what you guys do. Mm And when we teamed up for our first event, it was with the houseplant hippie. Mm -hmm. And so we'll go more into that business in a second. But I remember, Leslie, you were there as a support for Kay. Mm -hmm. And you were just beaming. Like, we literally have pictures Mm -hmm. of you, like, watching her. and Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the the appreciation that you guys have for each other. And I think that— is really special to see as a mom mm-hmm. um, of someone who I see being a creative spirit as well. So mm-hmm. it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. So you both have these separate businesses, but also have come together in business. So mm-hmm. we'll dive a little bit mm-hmm. into what those look like. So Leslie, you have taken on this massive venture or vision it started as a vision haven farm yes so explain to us like how that vision started yeah and what it's kind of evolved into it's so interesting because I never would have seen myself here in this space um but I I found myself just really searching for a way to give back to the community more and I felt like Honestly, having been raised and grown up in Raleigh and have a family who has been able to be successful because of the community, I felt like I just wanted to be able to give back more than I felt like I was. And so I started praying about, like, how can I do that? And I felt like I was being led to buy land. So that just led us onto this journey of buying this piece of property. But I still really didn't know what I wanted to do with it or what I was supposed to do with it. So the first thing that was really of interest to me was just exploring plants for wellness because obviously plants are a huge part of my life and my family, but I also really have a passion for rediscovering how we can get back to nature for what's good for our body. And I think we see that trending all over the place, but it's really not a new thing. It's an ancient thing to really rely on the earth for what you need for your body and your soul. So I wanted to just kind of dabble in that and look at plants for wellness and open a little shop on the farm where we could explore herbal tinctures and essential oils and CBD and all the things that I love. Never did I know that it was going to grow into such a a huge vision that would be now embracing an entire community of activities and families being on the farm. So I'm really excited about how it's evolving. Yes, same. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get out there soon so I can actually like set foot on the the ground yes. because I feel like I've been hearing so much about it from the very beginning and through all the phases and watching all of your progress on social media. Yeah. And it's pretty remarkable. Thank if you. you look back how quickly this has happened. So yeah. like you purchased in 2017. Yes. And it is only just now 2023. And yes. that is not long for... Yeah. The level of, I mean, the trajectory is straight up. <laughs> and that's not even to, like, we didn't even start construction until last year. Last yeah. year. Yeah. So really, like, we did the plants, we did wellness first, but then all of these ventures and all of this construction that's happened has happened very quickly yeah. within In the, the past, last like, 12 to 15 12 months. To 15 months yeah. for, yes. for both locations, for the barn and for the shop. Mm-hmm. So what started as this, you know, more farm plants, it has evolved into, you know, animals. Mm-hmm. 
It's evolved into a full-on event space yes. now. So Haven Farm Events is a it's a whole property that yeah. you can rent. Yeah. It has multiple venue spaces on us. So, yes. so tell us a little bit about that. I'm going to let Kay tell because <laughs> the venue space is her her part that, that she's really given so much creative direction to. So I'm going to let her share a little bit about that, and I'll share about the shop. Okay. Um, so with the barn, I feel like we more so went 50-50 on the barn because we had lots of creative ideas together, um, and they fit perfectly like puzzle pieces for us because mom is really good at strategy and I'm really good at ideas. <laughs> um, so we we had a lot of different um, strategy ideas and a lot of creative things got to flow with the barn. And that opportunity came when we were able to acquire the backspace of our current property. Um, and at first we didn't have that space. And once we acquired it um, and we were able to start building we decided how beautiful would it be for us to be able to create a venue space where we could specifically focus on weddings, reunions, all sorts of types of events where people feel safe and welcome to be able to be, but not just that, to reconnect to the land and to nature. And that's our biggest goal with our venue space. So construction was a, a beautiful journey. Mm -hmm. um, and and we had the privilege of being able to work with people who are close with us. So they were able to, um, we had that rapport with them for them to be honest with us. You know, if we had an idea and they're like, no, nah, that's not going <laughs> to, that's, that's not a good idea. We love you, but that's not a good idea. Um, but also to be able to say like, hey, we love you, but we need this done at this time, you know, which as women entrepreneurs and working it with contractors, we've had to learn mm -hmm. how to be strong in other ways, um, different from retail. So, yeah, so for for us, this has been, um, especially with the barn, a growing journey of learning how to be um, lady bosses in a different way. So the barn was a beautiful journey, I'll say, for me with the development because we got to be really creative with mm -hmm. how we built barn and it's customized to what we love. So. Yeah. Mom designed the doors, um, and I did the chandelier and the light fixtures, and we just put our heads together. So, yeah, I think I'm covered yeah. most. I love what she said when she said a growing journey, <laughs> because that's really what it is. And honestly, that's the, the theme of our lives has become life is really about growing. I mean, growing in all the things that you're not familiar with or comfortable with. And when I think back on this, on this project, you know, we didn't even have a blueprint for the barn that wow. we now have. It was just literally piece by we, piece, mm -hmm. growing, uh, you know, adding one idea on top of the other. And I think that, ooh, even I just get emotional thinking about it because that the whole thing has been about teaching us something too. Mm -hmm. And that is that you don't have to have a perfect blueprint for everything that you do in life. And sometimes it's okay to just, you know, go with the flow step by step and see how something really beautiful can evolve if you would give it space to, instead of thinking, well, I've got to have this perfect plan and it's going to have to go a certain way. Just how do we come together and create something beautiful that there's space for it to turn out a little differently than we thought in the beginning? And that's exactly what's happened with this venue and is what is continuing to happen at the farm. And that purpose and mission can be taken for all of us, yeah. especially as women. Like, mm. I mean, we always feel that we have to have a perfect yeah. package yeah. for everyone to see yeah. on the outside, have it all together, have a perfect plan. And, you know, while it's good to have a strategy, 
It's also really important to be flexible yeah. mm-hmm. because I feel like the the best things and the best businesses I've seen and experienced are a variation mm-hmm. of what they set out <laughs> yes. for it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because being open to that um, growth yeah. and mm-hmm. the purpose mm-hmm. and the evolution of that and what that can look like. Um, so sharing that, I think, mm-hmm. and you having literally like a physical thing that you can point to yeah. for people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, this was not what this was supposed to be. Yeah. And then them standing in it and being surrounded by mm-hmm. it and celebrating yeah. there or having special moments there. I mean, that's yeah. really special. Yeah. Um, I know from experience hosting um, in a very small, humble version of what you have, just how much goes into yeah. that. So, Running an event space is a whole thing. It's a thing. So (laughs) That's true. And we've never done that before. So it's a new thing for us. Oh my goodness. But it's but that's good. Yes. She's got an English degree. I've got a sports medicine degree and a dance degree. Oh, we're good. We're doing weddings. We're gonna do wedding events. (laughs) Okay. Entertainment. But really what we're doing is people. It goes back to that again. What we're doing is people. It's just how do we open our spaces and open our hearts to make room for people to have the moments in life that they need to have and they want to have. That's what really all of our businesses are about, honestly. Mm-hmm. What's been sort of the most surprising type of event that someone's reached out to host where you're like, oh my gosh, I never even envisioned someone hosting that here or something that you've hosted that has been really special for you? Mm-hmm. You go. Uh, <laughs> I think... Um, my surreal moment is we had literally just finished the barn and we hosted so far yeah. Raleigh Durham. Yeah, I was going to say the favorites. same thing. Yeah, and it was it was a few days before we were going to do our open house, but yeah. we had just completed everything. And it was, I mean, when I tell you, and we're, we're going to be real here, we were like, really tight. We were like, this <laughs> like is going to be Sweeping tight. the floors. as we they were, were driving the up. floors as they're driving up and we were, you know, <laughs> losing our minds because we had been, you know, working so hard. Um, and, you know, our, our team was working so hard with us and everybody showed up and things went really smoothly. Um, so we had a moment where the band, actually, I think it was Nito. I think Nito yeah. was playing. Yeah. Um, and we were just standing in the back and, yeah. We were listening, and um, my partner is a part of the band, so I'm just looking at them, and I'm looking at my mom, and I was like, man, what a special moment. We have this space, and we're doing exactly what we wanted to do with this space, and we just get to enjoy this moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it was only a moment because then after that, you know, we— Clean up. Oh, Oh, no, no more burgers. (laughs) But it was—we had a moment, so that was really special, and so far is also one of my favorite— curated events here locally mm-hmm. so oh yeah so thankful that we got to host them yeah I would agree that that was a special moment just being able to take a deep breath and watch people in the space just laid back on a blanket listening to music like with the breeze blowing and th- I'm like this is what mm-hmm. this is for and it just yes. it's so satisfying to know like wow what was in my heart I'm now holding in my hand and I'm seeing it and that's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful reminder like that's that's something that we can all have. If you can see it in your heart, you can hold it in your hand, and you just have to be willing to take that leap of faith between the two to get to what your heart's desire is. Yes. I agree mm-hmm. about So Far Sound. Oh, my gosh. If you've never been to one of their shows, I urge you 
They're all over the world, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. they started in London. We have one plan just to buy tickets and meet up and go in New York. And so those are really in the great. East Village. Nice. And I love how it all goes back to supporting like mm-hmm. local yes. musicians and businesses. Yes, right. And that's really cool. And when you walk in, it is so relaxed mm-hmm. and so laid back. And I feel like every single one I've been to, which is, you know, a testament to scaling because right. holding on to that magic while continuing so to true. grow. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. And it always feels the same when you walk in. But I had that same moment at Dove and Olive. We had just opened wow. mm-hmm. and they came so I can Oh, that's yes. so cool. It was one of our wow. very I first times. I didn't know that. Yes. That was really cool. Yes. And I have a picture of just sitting at mm-hmm. the bar and like looking out and seeing yep. wow. everyone sitting there, like you said, enjoying the space that yep. you yep. built. And when I started out, I had no idea what it was going to be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, it fills your heart in a really special way. Yeah, it does. So... Your children are yeah. definitely their own version of entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And so, I want them to be their own yes. version. Yeah. They all have their many businesses, their own businesses. Yes. So, Kay, tell us a little bit about the Houseplant Hippie, how that started, and how that's going. Yeah, sure. So, Houseplant Hippie was a pandemic business. Funny enough, I as I reflect on it, I definitely come to a peaceful space of knowing like this is exactly what I was supposed to do because a few weeks before the pandemic happened, um, a girlfriend and I were just getting coffee in New York. I was at that time feeling a little bit stagnant in dance, not really sure if that was my real trajectory or if I was kind of forcing something Um, and wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. That was probably around early February, right before things started. And I was talking with a girlfriend, and I was like, you know, I've got this idea. Like, I would love to build, like, a mobile greenhouse trailer at some point in my life and just carry it around and, like, make a business out of it. And my girlfriend, Liz, at the time, uh, Liz Harder Branding and Design, I have to shout her out. Um, (laughs) At the time, she was like, I would love to get into, like, branding and and things like that, so you let me know. And I was like, okay, well, I think— probably name it the houseplant hippie for like, you know, kicks and giggles or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I just didn't, I I didn't know. And she's like, okay, well, if you ever, you know, decide to do that, let me know. A few weeks later, the pandemic happened and the ladies that I was living with at the time, we all lived out of town. So we were hearing from our family like, oh my gosh, we don't know the world's ending. And we didn't know, like, you know, just, it was so up in the air and living in New York, it was like, it's going to be a movie. It's going to, you know, so (laughs) our families were concerned. So we all like just packed a suitcase and we're like, oh, we'll just go see our families for a couple of weeks. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, country shut down and we all ended up being back at home for months. At that time, we were growing. And so I was tending to the plants that my brother was growing all day with him. And we were talking about what we were going to do on the land and things like that. And I just, I, I just realized, you know what, let me just occupy my time and let me just do something for a little while. I had some savings. So I was like, oh, maybe I can just buy a cargo trailer. It's like a seven by 14 that I could hitch on to my Jeep that I had bought. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I can just build the greenhouse and see how it goes. So I built it and uh, just posted it on social media, started a little blog before that and 
just to kind of give myself something to do. And we posted and branded and created this whole persona with Houseplant Hippie. And as soon as I posted the trailer, we got hundreds of hits and comments. Because wow. I had just asked the Raleigh community. I think I used like a random hashtag like Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, hey, I've got a mobile greenhouse truck. Like, where should I go? What neighborhoods? What breweries? Hundreds of people started tagging. Then I had like news people, reporters wow. coming out. So by my first stop, I had Spectrum with me for my very first stop. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. Kylie, shout out to Kylie. She's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, she she interviewed me. I went on Spectrum. And then from there, I was booked for months out. Um, but simultaneously, we were doing the farm at the same time. So both businesses have grown. And now Houseplant Hippie looks completely different than mm-hmm. it did two years ago because um, – as everyone has evolved post-pandemic, mm-hmm. I have, and the houseplant hippie persona has evolved with them. So, you know, as we are moving out of the trailer uh, and not using that as much at markets and things like that, now I am evolving into what the community needs a little bit more, which are things like, hey, how can I do a plant call? How can I do consultations? How do I know what to invite into my space? And making it a little bit more personal for people during this season, so... Yes. I know a lot of our members have moved forward with hiring you for those plant consults. And I know personally, I've learned so much. I kill a lot less things now. (laughs) My husband even said something the other day. He's like, this is the longest we've kept plants alive. It's amazing. (laughs) Thank God. And I I really did like take things away from the workshops we Mm -hmm. did and just like the tips and tricks that you will share on like your stories and things like that. That's super helpful. Mm Is there a certain way that you see the business evolving in the future, or are you good with where you're at for now? That's a great question to ask me on today. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I have absolutely no idea where Houseplant Hippie is going to go, and that makes me feel really good. Um, I have been so thankful for this business to be more um, – a business for my community and the people. And that's, that is how it has continued to f- fuel my passion for it. Yeah. And I've continued to stay in love with it. So as the community has evolved, I have done my best to kind of see how plants still fit. So yeah. for example, as I've started to get inquiries with us doing weddings, like, oh, do you do weddings? Yeah, sure. Let me see how that evolves. What can I do? Can I do houseplant bouquets? Yeah, I can. Can Ooh. I do succulent grazing tables? Of course. Yeah, like just, just starting to evolve the business into things that make sense for my clients. So as that integrates with the farm, we'll just see how it goes. Now, in full transparency, running two full-time businesses Yes, is I was going to ask. Rough. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> It's rough. I'm looking for a nap anywhere. Anywhere. Any day of the week, someone, anyone. (laughs) To to be able to dive 100% into Houseplant Hippie right now, I think I would be lying to myself Um, because it's not, it's not possible and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be possible. It's, it's okay for Houseplant Hippie to evolve as I can evolve and as the community can evolve. And I would, I have really enjoyed hearing the feedback from who I'm working with just to know what what to do next. And so that's how I'd like to evolve the business. What what does our community need with houseplants? How can I keep helping? And what 
fun, creative things can we do? I got I got some ideas up my sleeve <laughs> once we find an eighth day of the week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel that so much. That has been something that I've been learning myself. Yeah is how to create time. That's like the trick of the trade, right? And one of the things that I've done is, like you're saying, hear from your community. Well, part Mm -hmm. of Women's Social Club community is our internal team. And they have Mm -hmm. really great ideas. So when I'm feeling, okay, everything is growing, that's great. But like, I need to be able to keep up with it or else we're going to bottleneck. So what ideas do you guys have? Mm -hmm. So over the past week, we've fully transitioned and pivoted into like a new format ourselves. Nice. That's um, fantastic. And it's really simplified. And like you said, gone back to like the basics and the why and what people want. Mm-hmm. And it does give you this like giddy feeling yeah. when you know that you're doing exactly what the business or what you are like supposed to be doing when mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing when you lean into that. Yeah how much time actually is freed up mm-hmm. because you're good. doing it more mm-hmm. efficiently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're not wasting time on things that people aren't wanting Yeah, just because it's always been done that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So working with family, yeah. how is that? What is that like? Is it easier? Is it harder? What does that dynamic look like when you end the day? Yeah. And you're at the dinner table, yeah. and you're like, "No more talk about playing." Yeah, <laughs> so good. Do you want to go first? Well, you should go first. <laughs> well, I've been working with family my whole life. <laughs> yeah, that's why day one. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not easy, and you know the reason why it's not easy is because you care on a completely different level about the person you're engaging with, and you also have multiple dimensions of relationship with them. And so, where uh, when you're having conversations, you're hearing so many different things beyond the words. And so I think what's really important, and we're, I mean, we're learning and we're growing in this relationship that blends professional and personal together, but it's just being able to be honest and open, give space for those conversations, leave room at the table for those conversations about, here's how I'm feeling. This is where I feel like it bled over. This is where I feel like you stepped into my lane. Here's why I stepped into your lane. And just being willing to be honest, I think That's important for all relationships, but especially in business and professional when you're talking about family, willing to just say the things that need to be said and not shove anything under the covers. And then just, you know, honestly, learning how to draw boundaries is important. And we have been able to honor each other when it's like, you know what, I got to cut it off at this time. We're really doing a good job of honoring that and saying, okay, yep. I'm not going to text you about that. I might send you a, 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 a quote from Love is Blind, or I might send you a meme or um, or a picture of my chips and queso, but I'm not going to send you a work memo right now. And yes. so that that just helps us to stay in a space where um, we can still be friends and, and we can still be family, um, yeah, and work together. Mm-hmm. I think what mom said is really important, and I think sometimes if you're not in family business— it's, it's just kind of hard to have that perspective that it, it actually, to me, I feel, is more difficult than working for, like mm-hmm. mom said, someone mm-hmm. else. Because mm-hmm. you don't have that same scared feeling of, oh, I'm going to disappoint this person. Mm-hmm. is a lot different when it's a boss versus a mom or your dad or your brother. And so showing up for work every day is an emotional mm-hmm. and physical, psychological commitment because— you're committing to 
working and showing up with your family and then showing up for your family after the yeah. work day too. Yeah. Um, and learning, like mom said, I was actually going to say the most important thing is that this season we have as a family had to learn like boundaries, again, being able to like separate professional from personal and being able to say, we want to just, we're going to clock out. Yeah. And now we're, we literally yeah. say we're going to clock out now. <laughs> and I've taught, I've actually, um, in this journey of us moving into the venue space, I've actually come into a relationship with a couple other planners or people who are in mother-daughter dynamics or working with their family. Everybody takes different approaches. Mm -hmm. Like for some people, it's like, actually, me and my mom don't have like a really great um, like personal relationship, but our professional relationship is great. Or, oh, the way that we separate out things is I call her by her first name and address her that way in our professional settings. So for us right now in this season, as we're building the business, we're also building our professional rapport mm -hmm. with each other. Yeah. So just learning how to create boundaries yeah. with each other professionally and personally so that we can maintain both relationships because they are separate in, yeah. a, in a way. You know, I think that the, at the bottom line, though, if you're going to have a family business, you have to make the family relationship the most important of all. And you cannot let the business get in the way of the family. And that's something that we've committed to to each other and my son Jeremiah as well. Mm -hmm. It's just we will always choose family first. And if there ever comes a time that this gets too hard and the business you know, was to ever cause a riff, we are committed to that mm -hmm. because that's yeah. that's the core of who we are. And you just have to make that decision mm -hmm. yes. and stick to it. Yes. Yeah. I think it's also important to decide, you know, like how compatible can we be as a unit yeah. and do we agree to come into this kind of professional marriage, right? Mm -hmm. For, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, okay, so we're committing to this professional investment. So there's no like, you know, <laughs> not showing up, up no not breaking up. up, you know, like it's a, okay, we, we got to figure it out. Yeah. However, we're, you know, we've got to figure out yeah. how this works and, you know, down to org charts and mm -hmm. showing how we show up for meetings and, and what we're expecting of each other and just being mm -hmm. really, really clear about our expectations yeah. and our boundaries. How we talk to each other in front of other people and when we close the door and have the private conversations, it, it, it all matters. Mm -hmm. And you just have to be intentional in order to really make it work. Mm -hmm. And I think people, I mean, I can feel that just from seeing the different things that you guys have posted there when you do um, clips and things on social media, you can feel that people feel that authenticity mm -hmm. of your family and the relationships and the dynamics because that energy is real. I mean, yeah. people can pick up on those things. Yeah. And everyone always feels um, – and gives off this at ease mm. vibe mm -hmm. when you see. Mm, so you're good. doing a great job Thank with you. it. Thank you. Um, are there ways that people can come and experience the farm um, outside of renting like the whole space for a big event? Yes, we're really excited to let everybody know that we're opening our shop hopefully by oh. the end of this month in April. So we are excited because that's going to have, we're going to have open hours um, Tuesday through Saturday at least mm -hmm. starting out, where people are going to be able to come to the farm, grab a, a drink or a snack at the farm shop, grab some fresh produce, some of those um, plant products that I've been yes. wanting to have for so long. We're going to have cute merch in the shop. We're going to have a petting zoo, an area for kids to play outside, grab a picnic, lunch, bring it to the farm. Again, because we want you to be in the space. We want to share our space with you. So that shop is just going to offer like a hub 
where people can come. We're also going to have a little branch of garden center plants there so people can stop by and get beautiful flowers Mm -hmm. and veggies and things like that. So I'm excited about that because it'll open this space up for people to come and be on a daily basis. And then Kay can tell you as well, we're going to be doing some community events out in Nightdale. Mm -hmm. So just making Haven another central place for families to gather and have Mm -hmm. fun times together. For the shop opening, also for my houseplant hippie people, yeah. um, the greenhouse is going to start to be open oh, now. Yeah. So that's something awesome. I haven't been able to do before, and I'm really, really excited to be able to open the greenhouse to the public. So that will also be happening with the shop. Um, but for community events, we are really, really excited to start hosting things for the Nightdale, Raleigh Triangle yeah. area community. So we're hoping to do drive-in movies. <gasps> oh, my God. We're really, really excited about that. I'm really hoping to do some, um, like, day beach day kind of vibe festivals like North Hills does in the summer. Yes. Love to be able to offer that. And we're excited about doing yoga in the greenhouse, yoga out on the lawn, having food truck festivals. Definitely looking to partner with some of our um, local market curators mm-hmm. to have some um, local <clears throat> markets yes, out. Be in, and we'll have some local um, goods from the community and the shop mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited to do do it all and host all sorts of things. I think that's probably the thing that we're most excited about mm-hmm. to be able to start to open to especially the Nightdale community, yeah. because as Nightdale is growing right now, there's just, I don't go out to Nightdale to hang out. Yeah. You know, like I'm, we're this out on the farm. Commercial. But yeah, there's, there's not much out there yet. Like, I think I just saw something on social about like the first brewery mm-hmm. just launched out there. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's not a lot of community spaces yet. And we're really excited to start curating events for families and people to come to or, just come to the shop if you want your kids to hang out at the petting zoo for a little while while you get some work done because you're a working mm-hmm. mom and you should be able to to do that. And yeah. there's just not spaces like that in Nightdale. And we're really excited to be able to offer that to the community starting starting yeah. soon. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. really incredible. I mean, and it gives, like you said, an avenue to start growing that community event space mm-hmm. locally in Nightdale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it gives people I love going to different towns outside and around the city yeah they all have different vibes like we've been exploring durham a lot lately i hadn't really done that a lot there's so much to do in and around raleigh and Mm -hmm. so this gives people i mean you can do a full day trip out there exactly i love that exactly that's what we're hoping for we're hoping to be able to offer multiple different um, avenues of relaxation and just self-care yeah you know yeah. And when you go there, you're not going to be on your device, right? right. Unless That's you're taking pictures of your for. kid with yeah. the petting zoo or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you're really going to be spending, like, FaceTime, yes. like, value time right. with, like, right. your people yeah. and, like, the earth yeah. and really getting that, yeah. like, what your whole mission was yeah. to begin with. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like a full circle, yeah. unplanned full circle thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. So how can our community continue to support you guys? Like, what are the the ways that you need it most? I would love for our community to share about the shop and the community space that we're building, share about the event space so that we can get people out there to see the space and be in the space with us. Um, I think the best way to connect with us is on social media. 
Um, we have two different pages for the farm. One is Haven underscore farm, and that's just the main page that's going to tell you all about the shop and the animals and everything going on around the farm. That's where you get to catch the animal drama. Yes, and we're, and we're I love it. I've so named our animals Real Housewives of Nightdale because okay. they've got their own set of drama, and it's really exciting to watch on a regular basis. As so well they're on as, the Haven underscore farm. Yes, and our 81-year-old Jerry the farmer, yes, which is, he is his Jerry. own personality. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was his birthday. So, And then our, we do have a page called Haven Farm Events, which where you can kind of see more of what's going on in the event center and some of the mm-hmm. things that we're doing back there and get a vision for how you might have a private event at the farm yourself. Awesome. And then how can they find out more about Houseplant Hippie? We actually just relaunched the website so you can find um, services and workshop pop-up information at um, thehouseplanthippieshop.com. But I also am very active on Instagram and my handle is thehouseplanthippie. Yes. Mm-hmm. What? I meant to mention our website, too. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Should share that. <laughs> yeah. So our website is haven-farm.com. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you guys so much for thank stopping you. in today. Thank you it's for having really us. It's been really fun, like, catching up and hearing yeah. all about past, current, and now future plans. Yeah. Love it. Life love is it. about growing. That's right. <laughs> that growing journey. I love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to Leslie Brown and Kaylin Leggett. Be sure to check out all of their businesses at haven-farm.com, thehouseplanthippieshop.com, and logantrd.com. And a few ways to follow the Women's Social Club. One, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Two, you can visit thewomensocialclub.co and find the community that's closest to you. If there's nothing close to you, please let us know. And third, follow us on social media where you'll find video clips of this podcast as well as the Women's Social Club's events throughout the country. We're at Women's Social Club on both Instagram and TikTok and at The Women's Social Club on Facebook. This podcast is edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Hannah Weisberg, and on behalf of everyone at The Women's Social Club, We can't wait to welcome you into our sisterhood. We'll see you again soon with the next episode.